and welcome back to A Sprinkle of Disney. We're sharing episode 12 with you today um, and the very last episode of 2020. Um, yes. You'll be listening in 2021, but it's our, we're recording on New Year's Eve, so um, it's really strange for us to be ending the year with a podcast episode. Yeah. It didn't exist this time last year. I know. It's very, very cool. Um, so we've had a little break. This episode has been a little bit delayed because we were enjoying Christmas and food and more yep. food. <laughs> Um, out. <laughs> we hope you all had a lovely festive period whatever you were doing however you spent it because we know this year was a little bit different and we hope <laughs> that you have a wonderfully happy new year as well however you're spending as well whatever part of the world you're in we hope you're in england it's a little bit boring new year's yeah. eve this year no one can go anywhere um, but hopefully some of you listeners will have more exciting plans than we do <laughs> yes <laughs> i think our plans are to um call and drink and play disney games via zoom which is with fine. our friend Danielle, which I'm yeah. very excited about. Yeah. Not quite, you know, how I imagine bringing in 2021, but I'll, I'll take it. Disney, yeah. every time. <laughs> <laughs> we are really excited to see what happens with our podcast in the new year. And then me and Rosie yes. are really excited to try new things. We've kind mm-hmm. of given ourselves like a bit of a rotor for this year, but we want to try more guests. We want to try more like user interactive stuff with you guys. We've had requests of... um our listeners have asked me today can we kind of send letters in that are read out can we send questions in so we're going to look at kind of switching things up a little bit so we're excited yeah. to see what comes next year with the podcast as well yeah all very exciting um and as katie said we didn't even think we would have this podcast no. this year so this is a great way to end the year it wasn't even respect. an idea in no. anyone's heads this time last year which is crazy no which is i guess like a silver lining to come out of this year yeah um, but today we bring you another Disney Plus episode as we're both absolutely loving watching all of the new releases yes. on Disney Plus. And honestly, I feel like getting a Disney Plus subscription was the best thing to come out of 2020. Disney Plus actually made my year. I'm not even going to Honestly, lie. what <laughs> After, would we have done without it? Honestly, I remember the, very, the, the day it came out in March in the UK, obviously because the UK mm. got it later. And I was like, I, I was working that day as well. I was ready and I just woke up. I, I'd I think I pre-bought it as well. So like yeah. it was already ready on my TV and stuff when I woke up in the morning. And I couldn't watch anything because I had to go to work. But I just scrolled. Like <laughs> just through the scrolled. whole selection of everything. There was just so much. I remember that day yeah. looking at it and thinking, wow. Like- Especially because in the UK, I don't know if any of you had it, there was Disney Life in the UK, which mm-hmm. was similar. I know America didn't have it. Um, but it was it was like a Disney plus but like just not as good like it was great to have the films on tap yeah but it was so not user-friendly it still didn't have Moana on it like last year like it it was was very outdated wasn't it it would say like new but it was like a film that came out two years ago yeah it'd be like oh Tangled I'm like yes I know (laughs) came out (laughs) 10 years ago I have the DVD like (laughs) give me something new so yeah I agree it's definitely made it I love having all the DVDs and all the Disney movies just like to hand it's amazing yeah yeah, it's great. And with all the new content like this as well. So yes. today we'll be discussing and reviewing Disney Pixar's most recent film, Soul, which was recently released on Disney Plus on Christmas Day. Yes. So, which is very exciting. Um, and we'll be giving our thoughts on the main themes and messages of the film, the characters and our opinions on the film overall. And of course, even giving it a cheeky score out of 10. If you know us by now, we do this every single time. Someone asked me before, because I was telling one of our listeners, um, Tash, if you're listening, it was my one, one of my friends, uh, and she was like, can you give me a sneaky insight into what your score's going to be? And I was like, Tash, I don't know. I was like, the yeah. sun. Like, I go into the, the episode with, like, a ballpark figure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's only when we actually discuss it that I'm able to be like, right, I can weigh up all of my opinions. 
Yeah, <laughs> I think sometimes we change each other's minds about mm-hmm. films as well because we yeah. both like have different things to say about it. And then when you say something, I'm like, oh, okay, actually, yeah, knock it down a peg, or actually, I'm being too harsh. And then when we ask our questions of each other as well, it's like it makes me think about things I hadn't thought about. So then I'm like, yeah. oh, well, I didn't like this, but I did like with Snow White. I probably would have oh, marked yeah. it lower if I hadn't had the discussion. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I mean I think I know mine this time, but we'll see. You might you yeah. might change mine. We'll see. <laughs> so yeah, so I know we're both very excited to discuss this film. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. So yeah, we'll just get straight to it with our first Disney fun fact of the episode. This is a good one, I like this. So <laughs> although Jamie Foxx has voiced other animated characters in the past, now that he has voiced a Pixar character, the protagonist of Soul, Joe Gardner, his daughter thinks he has finally made it. I love that. I love how she holds Pixar as like on a <laughs> on like a silver like platter. Like that's the best animation there is. I love how is. that's basically saying that her like her dad was like <laughs> wasn't doing great. Yeah, it's like now. yeah, like oh dear, like nothing else you've done's really interested me. You haven't been good enough, but now you're in a Pixar film. That's you really made funny. it, Dad. <laughs> True. I recognise Jamie Fox's name, and I've definitely obviously heard him and seen him and mm-hmm. stuff. But I actually have no idea what else he's been in. He's one of those names that comes up a lot, and you're yeah. right. Like I couldn't actually tell you what films he's been in. No. I don't know off the top of my head. But then I'm I wouldn't be surprised when you tell me which ones he is in. Well, yeah, because I feel like he's. You're right. You're one of those names that you hear. Like so, I couldn't yeah, tell you a like, single film he's been in. I'm having a little look. Yeah, I'm sure he's won loads of awards as well. He's one of those. Yeah, he's been in. Um, I think he's he's supposed to be in the next Spider-Man as well. Apparently. Oh yeah. Ba- oh, Baby Driver. That was quite a big film. Oh wasn't yeah, it? that was good actually. Oh, actually. I know where I recognise his name from. He was in Rio, Rio Two. Oh, uh, that's his animation. That's, that's where I recognise <laughs> his voice from. Of course, clearly that's where his, I know him from. Clearly, his daughter doesn't value that film. <laughs> I knew I recognised his name, and that's clearly where it is. He's in loads of other things, but Rio yeah. is the one I think where I've recognised his name from. So yeah, of course, it was in the children's film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that one then. That's that's cute. Yeah. Um, so okay, so we're not gonna kind of take you into just setting the scene. What I'm gonna say now, warning alert, <laughs> it's very hard to do this podcast today without any spoilers. Yeah. It's almost impossible, so, I'd say. If you haven't watched Soul yet and you want to go in completely fresh, pause <laughs> and yeah. come back later. Um, because we we're gonna try our best, obviously not like give the entire thing away, mm-hmm. but there's an event that happens quite early in the film which literally dictates the entire rest of the film and all of the environment and everything so yeah just pause if you haven't seen it yet <laughs> or if you want to hear about it first that's absolutely fine keep playing but i don't want to be responsible for ruining the film so yeah much. we don't want to ruin um, your film adventure with this so if you'd rather go in blind pause <laughs> now and come back later <laughs> so um so the plot summary so here we go this is quite tricky it's quite an abstract film mm-hmm. so um so soul opens um on joe gardner who is our protagonist he is a um uh, i think it's like a high school it's american so it could be like middle school i'm not entirely sure yeah. but like in uk's style it's like high school uh, music teacher he's teaching a class of kids who clearly are not that enthused about music <laughs> <laughs> um and you get the sense that he's not particularly happy with his life mm-hmm. um he then gets offered a permanent contract at the school, but he's not particularly happy about it because he wants to be a musician. Um, and then by some kind of miracle, he gets offered basically like his dream music gig role. So yeah. He's really excited. He's like bouncing down the street, <laughs> not paying attention to the traffic, not paying attention to anything that's going on. Um, and he falls down a hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then let's just say that happens and he's not in the best place. No. Nope. Um, <laughs> 
and he basically wakes up in this whole other brand new dimension. So if you've seen the, the trailers for, for Soul, I was confused because you see humans and you see little weird blue blobs and I was like, mm-hmm. what is happening? Basically, he wakes up as the blue bar blob in basically like like what would be considered like the afterlife or like the soul dimension, like an alternative dimension. Yeah. And he basically wakes up on his way to death, what they call the great beyond. Yeah. He's literally a conveyor belt to death. <laughs> <laughs> when that happened, it's very much, this is like 10 minutes into the film. So it's, yeah. You kind of wonder, like, what's going to happen next? When that's happened, you're like, oh, where do we go from here? (laughs) And Joe isn't really feeling death, so um, Joe legs it (laughs) and then falls off the magic conveyor belt (laughs) into the darkness beyond um, and wakes up in this, like, field of, like, other little, like, blue blobs. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And he's basically arrived in... in, I can't remember what it's called. Can you remember what it's called? The Great Before. The Great Before. There we go basically which is where souls come to be so like you, not like the souls of your feet i have to keep clarifying that yeah like your soul inside <laughs> um where like souls go to learn to um develop to gain personalities and then eventually where they then go to join earth i'm assuming to join like babies when they're born yeah and that said who you are as a person it's quite interesting because it's this whole idea of like who you are is predetermined before mm. you're even born so it's, mm-hmm. it's very interesting um philosophically as well yeah but Joe is like, I'm not supposed to be here. Um, it's a bit of like a weird dimension. It's, it's it's quite cool to watch, but you do think what on earth is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe ends up in some kind of seminar where he ends up being some kind of like historical important figure from the past um, and called a mentor. And mentors are supposed to kind of help souls discover what that final extra spark is that makes them special to go down to earth. So um, souls have to approve different personalities, different emotions. But then they have like one before they can go to Earth. They have one little circle on their tummy that has to like like a sticker that they have to fulfill, mm-hmm. and it could be anything from like you know a skill to a passion to a feeling. It can be anything, and that's the what the most of the film is centered around is your spark. What is your spark, mm-hmm. and what makes you um, go through life? Basically, mm-hmm. <laughs> to put it short, the whole film is about what is the meaning of life. It's very yes, deep. It is. <laughs> it is. So, and then Joe kind of gets partnered with. Um, soul 22 <laughs> uh, bearing in mind that every other soul there is like soul 15,272 like no yeah there's been billions like yeah <laughs> yeah um, and soul 22 comes along and soul 22 has had like loads of um mentors from mother Teresa to is, it, is Plato one of them or like yeah I, she's like, had like was, prince yeah. like Einstein like <laughs> no one can kind of help her find her spark hmm. and Joe but even though no one knows it's Joe has been partnered. And basically that's then where the film goes. It's the relationship between these two um, as they try and figure out... Joe wants to get home mm-hmm. and 22 doesn't want to go to Earth. 22 hates the idea of Earth. Um, then an act, another accident happens where they both... They meet this like crazy man on a ship. That's literally like I can describe it as. Yeah. <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Um, they end up going back to Earth together. But 22 ends up in Joe's body... And Joe ends up in a cat's body. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very like it's, it's quite a long film. It's like an hour forty. Yeah, yeah. So quite a lot happens, um, and then kind of from there we see how does Joe get back to his normal life? How do twenty two find like their purpose in life? Um, and twenty two starts to like enjoy Earth a little bit. She enjoys mm-hmm. like pizza and like exercise and trying to people and yeah. So um, 
I won't ruin the ending or whatever, but because I'm not even sure if I can explain it if I could, because it's very deep and meaningful. Yeah. But the whole idea is kind of what are we sent down to do? Joe feels that his spark and his purpose is music, mm-hmm. but he kind of looks back on that and realizes that throughout his life he's been pretty miserable because yep. he's only ever looked and focused on that one, one thing in thing. his life. Mm-hmm. So the whole point in the film is to remind you, which is really important for 2020. Mm-hmm that it's not always about like the one thing in your life that you're focused on like living life now like life is happening now i think yeah. is the point of the film yeah um you know one of the many points of the film but it, it summarizes the idea that you know enjoying the little things is important as well as the big goals as well yeah. um it is quite a complex film i think is. lots of like reviews that we're going to talk about in a second i'm sure it, it, I've seen reviews on Facebook where they say that the kids didn't enjoy it, but then some kids mm-hmm. have enjoyed it. I think kids will enjoy like, the aesthetics of it. They'll enjoy 22 because 22 is like, like a little like blue bubble. <laughs> yeah, the animation um, is good for kids, definitely. Yeah, but the meaning and the storyline is very adult, which I think yeah. is, is quite a nice, it's very Pixar thing to yeah. do, to be fair. Yeah, um, so it was um, originally intended to be released in the cinema on June the 19th of this year in 2020. But obviously, once again, another version <laughs> of the pandemic, uh, they decided to release it on Disney Plus instead on Christmas Day 2020. I didn't actually know that. I assumed it was just like, a, that was the plan. But yeah, I, I, I think didn't see any. There was just a lack of marketing or any, I think maybe because of the uncertainty as well. Yeah. They didn't really. That's so true. too much. Um, and film development actually started in 2016, which makes sense because it's quite a complicated film. The animation yep. is stunning, but it's, it oh, must be co- very complex. Taken time. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the, I was chatting to one of my friends um, who we, we chat a lot about Disney films now. And he was saying like, he was like it, the animation, he felt like topped Coco in the sense mm-hmm. of like how beautiful it was. He said, because, yeah. you know, at least with Coco, you had like physical things to like general broad things to focus on. And because mm-hmm. this film is so abstract, they've had to create a world and then animate it instead of taking like ideas from like Mexico, for example, and then kind of bringing that to the screen. Yeah, it's so abstract. So it's very, very impressive. Um, the director is called Pete Doctor, and he was also the director of Academy Award winners like Inside Out and Up. So he is a Pixar master. <laughs> yeah, he um, is. He knows definitely. how to deal with showing emotions in a yeah relatable way especially when you look at like inside out and up they're both the films that that kind of have a lot to do with emotion and sadness and accepting sadness and accepting life and and all those different things so um yes it's a it is quite a mature disney pixar film and if you've got like toddlers they're probably not gonna grasp the full meaning yet but i think it's quite a nice double film for kids and adults yeah i agree like i think it's nice because sometimes animated films not necessarily pixar but other ones can be a bit too geared towards kids and adults can find themselves sat there thinking like oh this is a bit like there's a lot of humor in it but it's not got a lot of meaning to it whereas this has got a lot of depth to it um so yes well in terms of reception then so obviously it's only been out less than a week so it'll be a week yes. tomorrow. So, you know, it's not had the most amount of time no. yet. Uh, it's still very, like, recent and current. Um, but people have still left reviews. They've been flooding in. People have got lots of opinions about this film, which yeah. is great. And obviously, when I discuss the scores, I'll take into account that there's only, like, 779 reviews versus hundreds of thousands for yeah. other ones like Inside Out. Um, however, on IMDb, it's got 8.2 out of 10 which is Ooh. impressive because yeah. Inside Out has got 8.1 oh, wow. and Coco has also got 8.2. Wow. So that's an impressive start, definitely. To yeah. secure a score like that in less than a week is pretty impressive. Yeah. Obviously, it can fluctuate. We'll see, like, I'm sure we'll check it again in a month. It might have gone slightly up, might have gone slightly mm-hmm. down, but that is a definite good starting point yeah, for a film. Yeah, really good. Definitely, especially as it's not been in cinemas as well. Yeah. Because um, I feel like that helps 
but yeah, so it's, it's got a good score. Rotten Tomatoes also reflects this, 95% from critics, which as we know, we don't agree with critics a lot. We don't. <laughs> Sometimes we don't. they like to mark things down, <laughs> like Mickey's Once Had a Christmas. Um, I'm still but... not over that. <laughs> that was just that was shocking um but in this I watched case, it on christmas eve in defiance like <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> everyone else is wrong this film is so good legit though i don't know what was up with those people but this time i'm fully on board with 95 yeah. percent. i think that is fair um i think 8.2 is also very fair and then the audience gave it 90 percent. so critics yeah. and the audience are very much in line on this one yeah, which it is nice to see. No, and again, could be because it's so early, but I think that's again a really good starting point for a film in less than a week to have reached that kind of percentage. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of it's had a very good instant reception. Um, obviously, probably what will help with that is the fact that it's so accessible to people that have yeah. got Disney Plus. However, obviously, it is exclusive, so if you didn't have Disney Plus, you won't be able to watch this. No. So I imagine <laughs> people will have probably done the free trial um, yeah. to watch it and things like that, which is good. Um, but yes, yeah, so, and also as Katie was saying, it is the first full-length Pixar film not to be released in a movie theater, and it's premiered exclusively on Disney Plus. So obviously, onward did go on disney plus but it was premiered yeah. in the cinemas initially and then very briefly <laughs> very briefly like i literally managed to see it and then a week later it's like oh there's a pandemic so we didn't have a fair release um so yeah and then as i said in comparison to like inside out and coco those scores are very very similar inside out's got like 98 percent from rotten yeah. tomatoes so it's very similar yeah. so in terms of the reviews people have left so I've got a mixture of critics and just user reviews. Um, so Peter De Bruges from Variety said that Pixar gives audiences a fresh way to think about the dimension that defines their personality while broadening its cultural horizons to feature the studio's first predominantly black cast. Yes. How did I miss this in the background? Yes. Oh, yeah. Stupid me. <laughs> I think that I remember the very first like five minutes I watched it, I was struck at the diversity. It was yes. in the classroom mm-hmm. and a threat opened in his classroom with um, him teaching. Obviously, mm-hmm. first of all, the fact that you've got a black man leading the animation is revolutionary, to be yeah. fair. Um, fantastic. Um, and then even in like, the classroom, you have a mixture of skin colours, you have a mixture yep. of facial features. It's quite clear in that classroom. It's not all like the same carbon copy white child animation. Yeah. Yeah, which is amazing to see. Most of the film um, is to do with um, African American culture. Mm-hmm. It's fun. We'll talk about. I'm sure about that, that later anyway because I'm yeah. very passionate about how great that was. Um, <laughs> yeah, same. But that's something else that it's very um, monumental for. Obviously, yeah. we've had things like Black Panther and Princess and the Frog, which have looked at you know different cultures within cinema. But I think for Pixar, this is probably like the first time. This is the first time they've had and... a predominantly black cast and the first um, African American protagonist. Yeah, it's well. amazing. I, yeah. I think that that is something that is, and what I love is that they don't focus on it as in like, ah, oh, look at us, we've got like yeah, a black cast. Like, we've done this just to show off that we yeah. can do this. It's like they've done it. They've researched everything about the culture. Yeah, and they've portrayed it very authentically. I mean, you know, obviously there's going to be some issues, but I yeah. think they did a great job with it. Um, so. Yeah. I think that review is very good because actually it summarizes a lot of things um, as well. Like it does give you a fresh way to think about how we get our personality, yeah, where we I come agree. from, why we are the way we are. Um, so yeah, I especially agree. I think compared to Inside Out because I think it's quite brave to put out a film that not contradicts another film, but when you mm-hmm. look at like Inside Out and you have all those different emotions and stuff, yeah, it's this adds like an extra level to that because it's okay. Well, what happens before you're born? Before yeah. Joy- up in that room and presses the button and the baby wakes up like exactly 
it's quite interesting to look at the way that those emotions come to be. So I yeah. think the fact that they've done something similar beforehand, I think it's right. It gives us a different level. It's like inside out, like, like the beginning platform that yeah. we can understand. And then soul is like a step up from that, which is really, really cool. Yeah. It shows everything on a bit more of a deeper level. Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree, Peter. Excellent review. Well done, Peter. Thank you. <laughs> so then moving on to Leah Greenblatt from Entertainment Weekly. She says that soul feels easily like one of the best Pixar movies in years. I think I agree with that, actually. I definitely agree with that. Um, the Good Dinosaur. <laughs> oh, dear. We don't, I just don't even think about that film um, as a Pixar film, let alone as a film. No. I just, it's just it's in its, its own league in a bad way. But yeah. I agree because I know we've had some absolute bangers. Like, Coco is mm-hmm. phenomenal. Um, so we obviously had that very recently. But I, I do agree. I think it is one that's really stuck with me when I was watching it. Honestly, I've said this in a review that I put on our Instagram account. I legit felt like I was at therapy. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I just felt like so much was resonating with me. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I just thought it was, it was groundbreaking Especially for that reason. Because, so obviously Coco was 2017. Yeah. But since then, we've had Incredibles 2 and we've had like Toy Story 4 and then obviously so onwards. Yeah. So we've had quite a few sequels and we've had, again, things that haven't been as deep or as like mm-hmm. um, emotionally charged as... Yeah. Um, Coco and um, Inside Out we obviously had Onward which was very emotionally charged but again the, the driver for that film was more magic and adventure yeah, yeah, with emotion hidden underneath yeah. whereas this film is very explicit about the fact <laughs> that it's about like who are you? Yeah. What is your purpose in life? Yeah. So it feels like Pixar have kind of taken a few years to focus back on their sequels focus back on characters that we already love yeah. and then have taken a real, I think it's a real risk this film Definitely. I think it was a real risk. Yeah, I, think I think there's a lot of things that make it a risk. Because yeah. as soon as you do something as well, like something new, so obviously having a predominantly yeah. black cast, you're going to get critics left, right and centre yeah. saying like, oh, like it's brave. But like, I think they've done an excellent job with everything. Like, I think there was a lot of risks that they took with many things in this film, but I think they paid off ultimately, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I agree. Um, but yeah, I think I definitely say it is one of the best ones in years. And I think you're yeah. right. I think they did use the sequels to kind of not buy time because people were looking forward to those sequels, yeah. at least Incredibles too, people were. Um, and I think it's good that they've taken the time to kind of yeah. affect the premise of this film because you did the last thing you want is them to rush something like this, which has so many dimensions to it. Mm-hmm. And it, it just goes so wrong because it's yeah. so complex. So yeah, I, I agree, Leah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then the next few... You know when people leave reviews on IMDb and they leave like their username? I didn't. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, I'm not going to say their name because I, I can't even know what it was. So I'm just going to say <laughs> user reviews. I hope that's okay for everyone. So the first one said that transcending the depths of their most introspective films, every Ooh. facet of this film comes together beautifully to create an emotional symphony, resulting in a heartbreakingly optimistic narrative that would change the way you view life itself. That's quite deep, that user review on IMDb. It is. It's beautiful. Some big very, words in that one. Very eloquent. <laughs> um i wish i could I write that, <laughs> that, yeah. that is, but i agree again um i think it is like it is heartbreakingly optimistic as well like i agree that you know you do think you've got like one thing in life that is your yeah. thing and then sometimes it can be that you achieve that thing and you're like oh now what like yeah. or you can think oh i should have maybe done these things alongside it because then i wouldn't have missed out on other aspects mm-hmm. of my life which is definitely a message i think this film promotes i agree and i think it's good that because um in this the protagonist is older he's not mm-hmm. like young he's yes. not you know he's he's quite he's mature 
he's obviously been like at this for years so mm. it's this idea that it's never too late either like it's never too mm. late to change your life it's never too late to look at what you value um yeah and I quite like again brave the fact that it's like it's an older man is the yeah I guess you don't get that a lot so Mm -hmm. yeah I I agree I think it's one of those things where it's optimistic in the sense the same you know like for everybody is allowed a brand new narrative if that's what they want yeah yeah and I think it also kind of promotes the message that it's like it's okay if you don't know or if you need to change what you want to do like it's not a bad thing if you have to change what you want to do so yeah yeah and then so then we've got some more kind of on the other side of the argument reviews now so another user review said that it trundled along being moderately enjoyable but it never really connected with me like coco or up did now you see this i said this in in other pixar review films i think like Mm -hmm. with onward Mm -hmm. that will be true for some people so yeah. if you've, like with Coco, if you've had grandparents or parents or family members who've suffered from things like dementia yeah. um, or Parkinson's or whatever, then you will identify with that film and it will be incredibly connected emotionally to you. Same with mm-hmm. Up, because you look at that idea of like loss and the idea of like a, a close family connection. This film does something different. It's not about yeah. losing someone. It's about being more inward looking. So for some people, that will be true. But mm. as, I, as I've said in the past, like I didn't, I've been fortunate enough to never have one of my family members ever suffer from, mm. um, or like, well, I've had my family members I didn't really know I was too young. So yeah. I've never experienced that pain of someone not remembering who I am. Mm-hmm. So for me, whilst Coco was incredibly sad, I know that I did identify with it as well as my other friends did who had yeah. that similar experience. Um, so they are right to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends on the person. Yeah, because I think they're right for them. So obviously they're saying that this film doesn't re- resonate for them as much as it did for yeah. Coco and Up. But for other people, it will be the case that, like you say, they didn't have that connection to no. Coco and Up. But with this film, also I feel like it's easier to have a connection with this film because it is more relatable to pretty much everyone. Like everyone's yeah. going to have had a goal. Everyone wants to achieve something. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, everyone kind of fits into this film in some way. Yeah. But it might just be the case that some people don't want to acknowledge that part of their lives and that's why it's not yeah. interesting to them. Or some people are just quite happy. Like if you're someone who, you know, has hit your goals, you're in your dream job, you've got your family, you've got a house, you live where you want to live. Like yeah. you're probably not going to hit with this film as much as other people who are either, you know, early off in their career, mm-hmm. trying to figure out where they want to go. Someone who's maybe like just gone through a divorce, for example, mm-hmm. and is kind of trying to figure out where they go next. Someone yeah. who wants a career change. That's what's so great about Pixar is that it's very human yeah and it's very emotion based even when it's not about humans <laughs> yeah it may, um, exactly it's yeah it's so real and relatable and tangible like we, that's we why different all... films will fit different people yeah because it depends what point you're at in your life um, yeah. i imagine you know when you watch this film these films back in, in several years different films will hit in different ways because mm-hmm. people will have had different experiences in their own lives yeah um you know if you're fortunate enough like i am i experienced a lot of loss in my early life like when mm. i was a younger child but as an adult and as a teenager i've never really experienced loss i'm really fortunate in in that that sense mm-hmm. so when i look at things like onward where they lose their dad and you look at um like coco and all and up when they lose people so close to them obviously don't get me wrong it's sad not heartless yeah <laughs> but from but like a personal connection yeah it makes I don't, sense. whereas i imagine if i watch those films in 10 20 years when i probably will have lost more people in my life i imagine mm. that things like coco and up will have a different meaning to me than they do now it doesn't yeah. mean that it's any better or a worse film it mm. just means that my connection to the film will be different yeah no i completely agree with that um and then the last review someone said 
uh, Soul is not a bad movie, but it's not a great movie either. And unfortunately, when the public has seen what Pixar is able to do with its original concepts, this does not hold up. I don't agree with that. I'm sorry. I don't agree either. It's very original. Yeah, I don't know how you can get more original. I don't know if they're trying to say that it's like two cinemas to Inside Out, but it's not like, you know, it's very abstract, very complex way of showing emotions in a different way. Like there's so much originality about it that I, I don't know yeah. how you can say it's not like I don't know I don't think that's but some people agree. aren't into that some people aren't into like let's talk about feelings let's yeah. talk about purpose in life mm-hmm. like if that's not your type of film if you're not into kind of like that type of reflective film viewing yeah then it probably was really boring <laughs> I can understand as well that people do watch a film for escapism mm. so maybe the last thing you want is if you're at a point in your life you're not sure what's going on the last thing you might want is you know to have a reflective film shoved in your face where it's Mm. like what is the meaning of life what is your purpose for being here and they're sat there thinking this is not I wanted to just chill on the sofa like I just wanted to watch something on Christmas day yeah so I understand that um you might have dredged up a few things that they don't want to actually confront themselves with um but I don't think that makes it a bad like I know they're not saying it's a bad movie but they're kind of saying it's average aren't they um yeah it's definitely not average um I mean, they might need to go and give uh, The Good Dinosaur a watch. Yeah, uh, and then do a comparison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but, so as we've seen, we've got kind of, when I was looking through the reviews, there were no outright kind of, this is a terrible film, mm. this is really bad. There were obviously negative reviews, but they were more in the sense that they were comparing it to other Pixar films, where it's like, I didn't like it as much as this Pixar film, or it was lacking, like the story was a bit slow compared to other films. And you find that a lot with Pixar movies. People like to compare Pixar movies mm. in a way that you don't normally do it. Like yeah. lots of people will compare like more of the recent Disney movies as well. They'll be like, oh, well, it's, it wasn't as good as Moana. I'm like, yeah, well, Moana's a very different film. Yeah, exactly. You have to <laughs> yeah. think of them individually. Yeah. Whereas people love at the minute like pixar films in particular people mm-hmm. love comparing them and i'm like that's great you know like we've done it we've said like you know it maybe didn't hit in the same way as like the good dinosaur yeah <laughs> um, but it doesn't mean that the, the film shouldn't be viewed in its own right like just yeah. because another film is might have connected with you better doesn't change what this film is like well it's like it's not like the marvel cinematic universe or something like that where Mm. everything is interconnected like pixar films though there are easter eggs obviously which connect them in some ways um it's not like it's the same universe so like it's not like they're all interlinked they're not following on from each other like some of them i know there's like lots of theories about how some of them are connected and things yeah (laughs) which is great but it's not been confirmed no so yeah it's no and you know i don't really see how you can compare something like it's bugs life pixar yeah yeah Yeah. how do you compare something like bugs life to soul like you just can't like it's completely different yeah you you can't because the animation in itself is a huge difference like there's there's just so many things to consider yeah um so and yeah you look at something like the incredibles which is a lot more like family focused a lot Mm -hmm. more kind of like you know about adventure because pixar seems to have two sides it seems to have adventure yeah and then it seems to have like personal purpose and life (laughs) films yeah and then Um, even in the adventure ones there is still always a deeper complex underlying meaning but you're right in the adventure ones the adventure is the premise like with onward um and then you establish the emotional things like on a lower level we can look at Toy Story 4 and the fact that, like, you know, Woody's whole purpose and that as a kid watching it, it's great, it's toys, they move, they talk, fantastic. Yeah. I'm not watching it and you're, Woody is clinging to Bonnie because he that's for him, that's what he's always done, he's always yeah. been a toy that looks out for his, his, his kid. 
and that end bit when he kind of decides to to, to leave all that he's known and start a new adventure mm. kids aren't going to get that the same way that adults do no, because no. It, it's a different meaning for adults and like lots of adults will be looking at that like thinking about the deeper emotional side of that so they definitely do it but like you say it's kind of that adventure cover that is more appealing to kids whereas in soul yeah. it's very explicit that is the message of the film yeah and i think possibly why they're compared so much is because adults that maybe don't usually watch disney films or animated films because mm. they see them as kids films maybe do actually sit down and watch Pixar films yeah. because they know that it's like adult themes yeah. with children's themes. Um, Potentially, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, not bad um, reviews at all so far, given that it's no. only been out less than a week. Especially compared to the other things that we've looked at review-wise and the mm. reviews are normally, like, quite poor. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that. And especially as we were saying, there wasn't a lot of marketing, um, a lot of no. trailers. It was all kind of just like, oh, it's coming out on Christmas Day. That was the marketing, to be fair. Like, <laughs> yeah, that Christmas was it. Day. It's like, there's a new Pixar film will be out on Christmas Day. And it's like, oh, great. What's it about? I pressed play and had absolutely... You know, I knew it had jazz music in it. Yeah. And that was about it. Oh, yeah. That was the other thing that some people did mention, actually, um, in the reviews. They're like, I thought it was a, a film about jazz music. Um, there wasn't enough in it for me, so I turned it off. I was like, oh. I don't... Don't think it was ever going to be just a film wow. about jazz, was it? <laughs> no, 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 that would, no. <laughs> Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Okay, that brings us on to, uh, the, to the end of that segment and on to our Disney fun fact number two. So the subway train that Joe and Mr. Mittens, the cat, are going on is numbered 2319. The same code in Monsters, Inc. stating that human stock has entered the Monsters world. And Monsters, Inc. was also directed by Pete Doctor. So a nice little Pixar uh, Easter egg in there yeah, for you. there is. If you guys are interested in that sort of thing, just look them up because there's so many after you've watched them, Because it's nice to try and find them yourself. But if you don't find yeah. that many, look them up after because I was loving like looking at what was Rosie in there. Rosie looks actively don't you? I like to yeah. look respective, like, yeah. retrospectively because I remember looking at like, an article and there's something like you can find the there's a section where joe is kind of like falling through this whole atmosphere mm. um, dimension and he goes through like various different art forms um, and there's one to do the sketch where i think if you look out you can spot like the the uh, the luxo ball oh yeah there. yeah there's always a few little things ball, like, i think is in there like the pizza planet trucks in there somewhere so yeah, yeah just have a look out <laughs> the pizza planet truck turns up everywhere literally <laughs> Um, wonderful. So that brings on to segment number two, and um, we're going to be talking about themes and messaging. Um, and as we mentioned in episode eight, which was our onward episode, um, Pixar are exceptional storytellers. Um, and the reason for this really is that they deal with really serious and relatable themes to their audiences. Yeah. Um, as with every single Pixar film, there are so many themes um, throughout Soul. There's loads yeah. of different ones. People pick up on different ones, uh, which we normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Rosie, what did you think the main theme of... I'll tell you what, what was like the one that stood out for you and any like additional ones that you thought on the side? Okay, so I think that all the themes in this film are interconnected anyway it's not kind of like some of the other films where you've got like a broad like load of Mm -hmm. themes so the main theme has to be questioning the meaning of life the meaning of existence and what it means (laughs) to truly live like it's about that kind of living your life to the fullest what does that mean for you as a person not compared to what other people think it means what does that mean for you so I think that is the main theme and I think that is why it's so deep and so complex and potentially for some people a bit too much (laughs) um for me like I said it was like therapy because I was like oh this is so interesting like they're, they're telling me that I can do this with my life you know yeah so yeah I think that's definitely the the main theme because Obviously, we, as we start the film, we see Joe, who isn't kind of 
really enjoying his life to the full like he's wanting to be this jazz musician but he's a teacher mm-hmm. part-time and then he gets off with the full-time position he doesn't really want it it's not what he wants to do um and then obviously once he does get this huge opportunity yeah. to be this jazz musician that's always ever wanted he's kind of a bit underwhelmed and he's like oh like he, he does it he's like this was great but then he's kind of like now what like what do I do next yeah kind of thing so I think it's about that kind of like you might think that you have this one purpose and one goal but it's about kind of not missing out on things on the way it's like yeah. we said with onward it's like you know life is a journey it's not about the destination mm-hmm. obviously the destination is important but you're gonna have multiple destinations in life as well because you change so much yeah. as a person throughout your life so it's about kind of making sure that on the way when you get where you're going you don't miss out on things like you know yeah. human relationships because as we see in this film which i'm sure we'll talk about you can tell that joe doesn't really get to know people around him very much yeah, um, yeah. an example of that is with curly the the guy in the barber yeah. shop like we find out that he he doesn't really know a lot about his life but even though he visits him like monthly yeah regularly yeah and obviously curly knows loads about joe's life because joe talks about jazz all the time but he he realizes at a point in the film that he's never actually thought to ask curly about his life so you, you see that like you know he's been living this life in the hopes that one day he'll become a jazz musician and he's happy in the knowledge that he's kind of on his way like as long as he's trying to pursue that dream he's happy but yeah he realizes in retrospect that he missed out on a lot of things and he's probably got a lot of changes that he, he could make in his life um yeah so yeah I think it kind of for me it definitely question like makes you question like do you know where you want to be what do you want to yeah. do are you happy with where you are now but it's also the kind of that thing where it's like I think sometimes there is too much pressure put on you to like say what you want to do and like where you yeah. want to be um and it's sometimes about kind of you might think you know what that is but sometimes actually something might happen and you realize something else is for you yeah so yeah I think it highlights a lot of deep things which which is why like I say it it felt like a therapy session because you also have messages of dealing with self-doubt and self-criticism yeah that is that comes in with more 22's character because as we know she's very cynical she has no interest in finding out what her personality is her spark why she should be on earth like she doesn't and that's because she's been told so many times that she's not good enough and she's told that she she doesn't deserve to be on earth and blah 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 so it's you're right I think you get comparing contrasts with the two of yeah them, which is nice. because she's she's essentially viewed as a joke in in the um in the great before like they literally yeah. refer to her as like soul 22 and then like the next person's like in the hundreds billions and they're always yeah. like no one's managed to tame this uh 22nd soul yeah and I think I like that because it kind of shows another side of life because you're gonna have some people that are so certain about what they want to do they're going to keep going towards it which is great you're gonna have other people that are kind of floundering they're not sure what they want to do but they're seeing these other people that are certain about their lives and thinking oh no I'm behind I don't know I should be somewhere else so I like that because it shows both sides and it shows that both sides are actually okay like there is no right way to be like you know sometimes people achieve their goals and they're not happy with them they're not satisfied so yeah. yeah I think there's just a lot of deep meanings ultimately like the, the main theme is obviously the meaning of life but learning the value of true existence and what it means to truly yeah. live beyond just achieving your goals and dreams because you can have the best like you know career in the world but that doesn't mean you, you'll have the best relationships with people in the world and it's no. ultimately about what you're going to remember the most yeah I agree 
I agree. Yeah. So I say they're like the main ones. What do you, what do you, do you agree or? I think I agree. I think, yeah, I think, you know, it's like when you watch the, like the cheesy Christmas films and oh. stuff like, and it's all about like, you know, it's great to be successful. All of them seem to look at, oh, I'm successful, but I have no one to spend Christmas yeah. with. <laughs> it is the idea of that, you know, you can be a successful and you can hit all your goals, mm-hmm. but if there's no one there to share it with, it's not quite the same. It's like, what's the point? Because you have no one to talk yeah. about it with. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that for me was one of the big parts of the film was you can have dreams and that's fantastic, but if your dream is making you miss out on life while you get there, mm-hmm. it's not quite worth it. Like I've had to learn that because I'm quite an ambitious person and I'm always like, right, I've got a plan. Like mm-hmm. I want to be here and like you know this is my my next step. And it can be easy to think that way and then kind of like forget what you're doing in the moment mm-hmm. and forget what you're living now because you're constantly thinking about where you want to be. Yeah. And it's good to have a balance. I think we've talked about this before. What other film was it we talked about this with? Um, um, I think it might have been Onward. onward we, yeah. talk, we were talking about the idea of like, you know living in the future and being practical and yeah. like how you think about life. Yeah. And I think I talked then about you know how I kind of like view my life and stuff. And this definitely resonated with me in that way. If you know, especially if you've ever been someone interested in the arts because I was more when I was younger like I really wanted to like pursue um a career within acting and theatre Mm -hmm. I still want to go into theatre stuff but not necessarily within the acting because that's way too hard I'm not (laughs) enough money (laughs) um and I think if you're an arts person you get it a lot because and that's that's the reason to be fair I chose not to pursue a career in the arts in that way because Mm -hmm. I was like I don't want my whole life to be pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing for an opportunity yeah the a may never come mm-hmm. and b means that i'm actually wasting years of my life yeah. poor <laughs> and like competing with everybody else like i don't i don't want to do that mm-hmm. and for some people that's what they want and that will make them happy that's great but i kind of knew that if i you know moved to london and had to like how show people and was on like you know was working in customer service again yeah. I, was like, I, I won't be happy no. doing that no so sometimes you do have to look at your dreams and think actually am i doing that because that's what i will make me happy yeah or am I doing that because it's something I think I'd like to do because I then realized that actually acting like from an amateur point of view mm-hmm. gave me the joy that I needed like from I didn't need to pay to act I yeah. just enjoyed acting so I doing acting as a side thing I was more than happy with and then I could have a career that you know I was more passionate about yeah. I was more kind of um you know invested in that actually would give me the chance to travel yeah to go and see my friends more to have like a nice apartment well. to buy nice presents for people at birthdays yeah. and stuff like that and I think that's where that, that film kind of comes in with me is that you have to look at your goals in, in the perspective of, you know, if your goal is 20 or 30 years away, I'm not wrong, I still have goals yeah. that are that far away. Um, but are the steps in between that, are they something you're going to enjoy? Is there going to be enough room in that to actually enjoy your life? Or are you counting down the days? And that, that's, that's for me, what's that in this film? Mm-hmm. Don't treat your life as a calendar. Yeah. Don't treat it as like you're counting down and you can finally have that one thing yeah. that you've always wanted. Because actually, like you said before, when you hit that one thing, then what's next? Because if, you, yeah. if you've got no close friends, exactly. if you've got no relationships, if you've got no other passions and whatever. Other skills as what well. What comes next? Yeah. What, and, you know, quite often, as we discuss loads, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, quite often the things that will get you to those places are the extra things yeah. that you do in life. You know, everyone can have, you know, write on their CV that they have like this degree and that, you know, certificate and whatever you can go and do we can all go and do like a free certificate online yeah you can all go and do that quite easily what is different is if someone takes the initiative to do that or someone has like you know followed a creative passion or mm-hmm. set up a business or done something that is for them and it's for their personal achievement rather than trying to kind of push and push and push for something yeah. that is 
they think is their one goal. Mm. I think I've learned that, mm-hmm. is that we don't have just one no. goal. No. And I've learned that, you know, I don't always, for my career, like, you know, my career projection, there's actually loads of places that I want to work. Yeah. I want to work, like, within tourism, because obviously I'm, I'm work within marketing. Mm-hmm. At the moment, I'm with a marketing agency, so I get a chance to kind of be across those different genres, which is great. Yeah. Um, I'd love to work in marketing for tourism. I'd love to work within marketing for theatre. I'd obviously love to go and do marketing for Disney as like the end, <laughs> yeah. end goal. Of course. But I've thought that actually all those little things on the way would be things I enjoy. Mm. And I think that's what this film is showing, because Joe in the film, he's miserable. Yeah. Like, he is miserable doing what he's doing. And he's he's teaching part-time to... to ironically to live yeah <laughs> because he needs to make a living mm-hmm. but actually doing that is draining him draining his soul um <laughs> and <laughs> nice. it's draining like he's, he's never happy you don't see him like in his apartment you don't see anything that like makes it stand out yep. from anywhere else like he's constantly it's like that idea of the american dream isn't it yeah the idea like if back in the day when the american dream was that you'd move to america and you would like hit big and yeah have freedom and you'd make it it was an illusion yeah it wasn't a real no. thing and i think I've seen a lot recently around like 2020 and like our current climate and how like you know the hustle and like boss babes and yeah. all that kind of stuff about like how you're only successful if like you know you're constantly achieving yeah. you're constantly like bashing out accomplishments yeah. because we live in a world where like being productive 24 7 is seen to be like the thing yeah. that we should do like Definitely. we should all be achieving every day we should be baking cakes and yeah you're made <laughs> you're right because you're made to feel guilty we're all guilty of this as well yeah when you go on an instagram or any social media accounts you're made to feel guilty because you're like oh all i've done is i've just been in bed all morning like these people yeah. have baked these cakes they've done this course online like they've done all this stuff and i'm just yeah. in bed scrolling seeing what they've done and but actually you lying in bed probably like either with a partner or a friend yeah or like you know how many times do we meet up like the, me you and danielle meet up and we literally lie on the couch and watch tv yeah. and don't even like that's not necessarily an accomplishment in inverted no. commas but they're some of my very best memories yeah, exactly of the last few years and you need to make sure it's important to take time in your personal life as well yeah so like it's important to take time for yourself and if that means like you know having not grown bed or not really having the most mm-hmm. productive day that is fine because ultimately you probably needed that day to yeah. be productive the next day to get where you watch want that to netflix series that you yeah, want to watch like, like take the little Take the little things because, like, I mean, Rosie will know. Rosie used to shout at me when we were at uni because I was that person who was like nine to like eleven at night. Yeah. I would be like meetings back to back. I'd have like extracurricular. I'd have my job. And don't get me wrong, like I wouldn't have changed that because mm. I love being busy. Yeah. But it did feel that if I had a day where I didn't do anything, I felt like I was I felt guilty because I mm. I was I was very much in that mind frame of like I have to do I have to be busy every single moment of the day. Yeah. Um. And it's weird because it gives you like a weird sense of accomplishment and like, yeah, like I'm really busy and I'm really productive, yeah. but actually, are you being productive? Like yeah. probably not. No, if you just <laughs> if you just made a to do list to tick it off to make make it seem like yeah. you've been productive rather than actually needing to do the things on the to do list as well. Yeah. So that for me is what this film is about. It's mm-hmm. about saying, do you know what? Like, and because that is people talk about, you know, Britain in particular have a really toxic working culture. Oh, definitely. Where it, you say that you haven't you've worked all weekend and you've worked all evening and like you know you never break and you haven't taken annual leave for three oh, years yeah. like celebrate it's like people think that's a good yeah. thing and it's really it's not terrible <laughs> you can burn out and you've got to think about the effects on your mental health as well yeah and this is why another theme i think in this film is to as you've mentioned as well 
is to appreciate the smaller things in life and the oh simple God, things yeah. in life. And I've definitely been guilty of not doing that, like, for quite a long time. And only recently... The pandemic has definitely taught me oh, to do definitely. this. Oh, definitely. This year has been the year where if you didn't do it before, I'm sure you'll have been doing it now. And obviously we see that with when 22 is on Earth, she appreciates mm-hmm. the pizza. She appreciates the, the rays of sunshine coming down yeah. on her. And she appreciates music for the first time. And it's like, sometimes we do have to live life as if it was our first day of living again. Yeah. Because otherwise we, we have like no joy in life, no, no simple yeah. pleasures. Like, otherwise, you know, you're just not living properly, I think, if you don't take pleasure yeah. in the small things. And it's 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 not to say that, you know, because no one can be happy to it has oh. as inside out taught us. <laughs> yes. We shouldn't try to be happy no, 24 7. Absolutely not. But what we should do is, you know, not just don't put pressure on yourself yeah. things will happen yeah. you know work hard as, as Miguel Tiana says <laughs> you have to you know you have to work hard in this life with a little bit of wishing you have got to work hard you have, but you yeah. also have to you know Tiana was guilty of this as well remember we think back to mm. Prince and the Frog mm-hmm. and the idea that her mum is like you're working two jobs like when are you going to actually like live life yeah because she, she like... didn't go out dancing with her friends we see no. her like turn things down so yeah yeah and her, her mum's like you know when are you gonna you know which it's a joke she's like I want grandchildren but it's yeah. the idea of like you know she's missing out on meeting new people yeah. and relationships and Tiana's like I don't have time and actually what she then realizes when she goes on that crazy frog journey <laughs> is that you know and that's what obviously Mama Odie helps so mm-hmm. realizes mm-hmm. that you sometimes what you think you want because she thinks she wants a restaurant yeah. and she does yeah but but what she actually wants is to share that restaurant with other people exactly exactly but it's become so focused on the tangible, like I must raise X amount of money yeah. to get this place by this date. Yeah. And sometimes I think so I think for this film, it's important to balance the tangible, quantifiable achievements yeah. with the stuff that you can't quantify. Mm-hmm. And not everything in life needs to be like in a spreadsheet. Yeah, no. Not everything needs to be able to be something that's written down and, and you know, minuted. Sometimes mm-hmm. just chilling with friends, sometimes just going on a walk with your friends, sometimes just watching Netflix for yourself. Yeah. Like I've just binge Bridgerton on Netflix, highly <laughs> recommend in the last two evenings just on my own because I was like I I wanted to do it. Yeah. You know, could I have been doing online courses? Sure. Could I have been developing other skills? Probably. <laughs> but I wanted to do that and it made me happy. That is, this is what I think people forget is that living in the moment doesn't mean seizing the moment. I know Coco taught us to seize the moment, Um, but it doesn't mean that in every moment you should be doing the most you can possibly do in that moment. You should be like achieving as much as you can possibly achieve in that moment. That's not what it means. Living in the moment means doing what feels right for you at that time, what you need to be doing. And if that means chilling, like we said, that is absolutely fine. And I think you're right. Unfortunately, we do live in a toxic working environment. And not only that, I think, you know social media can be quite toxic as well mm-hmm. obviously comparison is the reason for that um and I think you always constantly feel the need to be doing something and it's like no yeah. like ultimately you might have success if you do things all the time but have you got people to share that su- success with and also have you got memories to look back on you know and life is so short mm. that's what this this film really focuses on the idea Definitely. that in Joe's head, he's like, oh, but I've still got so much more I want to do yeah. in my life. Even though he's, I reckon he's probably about 30s. I think maybe, 30s, maybe like late, late 30s, early 40s. Yeah. yeah. It's what I kind of gauged from it. Yeah. Um, you know, and he has an unfortunate accident, <laughs> which means that he almost dies. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, he's like, but I'm not finished. Mm. 
And it's like, actually, who's not to be morbid, but who's to say when your life finishes? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't have a timeline. No, we don't. You don't have a, like, you know, I on this day in 19, like in t- 2056, I will die. Like, no, no one knows that. We, no. So I think that idea of living every day as if it's your last is important. And that doesn't mean, like you said, go out and, you know, skydive or yeah. climb mountains every or whatever. Day. Like, if you yeah. want to, sure. Yeah. Um, but it's about, I think it's about, like, a mental state and it's about, making sure that you're not kind of like you're not living in the future missing the current yeah missing the present yeah because you know the future isn't guaranteed unfortunately yeah um, you know and the future won't be guaranteed in the way that you think you could lose your job you could lose a loved one mm-hmm. you could have you know you could, I, I had an accident but last year when I broke my foot yeah. and I had plans for the entire mm-hmm. summer for my postgrad degree it literally had the window in two seconds when yeah. I fell in work but you can't plan <laughs> um, for that this no. is what the film teaches you is you you never know what's about to come around the corner or beneath no. you in, no. in this film sense so like it's learning the value of the moments you have and yeah. what you value and how that's different to what other people value just because someone else values i don't know like doing loads of courses online every day that doesn't mean that that should be all you do sure you can yeah. do some of course they're going to be valuable in some way to your life but that doesn't mean you have to do exactly the same as them because yeah. they might really thoroughly like enjoy that that might be like a really really highly enjoyable thing for them for you if you're just doing it for the sake of doing it to say you've done it that is not living your life to the fullest in that moment and that's what it means it doesn't mean like looking back at a whole year you should focus on the present you should focus on the day you're in yeah and especially when you look at like a soul and you look at all the different personalities and the different souls that come out of it all of them are different which is what's quite nice they're all individual souls Mm -hmm. um and that's also true is that you know like I sometimes think when people go on like really long hikes I can honestly think of nothing well actually I can think of something worse but it's not like what I would choose (laughs) to do on my weekend Mm -hmm. really some some days I'm in the mood for like a nice walk yeah I've got to walk across the mountains but it doesn't mean I'm going to do it every single no. day but sometimes I think oh my god like I'm such a failure because I don't want to do that um but you know everyone's different and that's mm-hmm. true you know like if someone's on you know some people love cleaning yeah you know and they will clean and clean and clean because they enjoy it and then you look at that and you think oh my god I should be cleaning every yeah. day like, I should be cleaning 24 7 but actually it's because that person likes cleaning yeah so like we all like you know, different things and that's what makes us us and that is what like you say that film teaches us in the great before everyone's trying yeah. to figure out what they like who they are before they go yeah. to earth and then they can obviously do things on earth that relate to who they are yeah um yeah yeah no two people are the same no so and so comparison's pointless it is comparison is the thief of joy i love that quote i don't actually know who said it but i love i refer to that quote quote a lot um so yeah i think there's a lot of raw themes i would say they're all very raw and very deep emotional relatable and i not very tangible it's quite hard to kind of put your finger on exactly yeah because it's not like there's one specific thing and you're right like you kind of have to decode the meaning of it because there's so much meaning to it yeah and I I was honestly like after I watched that film I couldn't stop thinking about it because there were so many yeah. things that I was like oh like this is interesting so yeah it is very complex and I think you're right as you were saying before maybe too complex for kids there might be some kids yeah. that might think what is going on I do think it's potentially that is one thing you know I've chatted to my friend I'll say before and he was like it wasn't very like kid friendly oh. I was like it doesn't need to be kid friendly and he was like okay mm, it's Disney Pixar like it needs to have yeah. some level for kids and I'm like okay fair yeah <laughs> and I do think maybe that is where it misses the mark a little yeah. bit is that it's not inside out was very tangible for mm-hmm. kids like here's joy here's sadness yeah. this film is not as tangible in, in that sense the idea of a soul I think that's quite nice that they kind of like 
made a soul tangible yeah and said like this is what makes you as a person special um I think what might have benefited that maybe is we saw a soul's journey to earth I was and saw how that same. developed yeah because we don't actually see obviously other than 22 but she's not a human yet when we when she no. is there so we don't actually see someone's full journey so it would be really interesting yeah to see that represented and oh, i think we can discuss that in the next yes. segment actually yes yeah, so... so we've talked a while for this one we'll stop now please stand clear of the doors por favor manténganse alejado de las puertas <laughs> so moving um... on <laughs> to disney fun facts number three so, as we actually mentioned, the name tags of a few previous mentors of 22 that appear on her wall are Michael Jackson, Prince, Martin Luther King Jr., Steve Jobs, Aretha Franklin, and the late Pixar director Joe Runt. Runt? Yeah. Um, <laughs> when I was looking at all my Easter egg stuff, actually, there is a lot more names that are um, related to Pixar as well. So, oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah, they're very clever very clever people they are yeah i thought that was a nice touch as well to have all of her mentors to be like famous people yeah i thought that was really interesting so yeah okay right so now we'll move on to our character discussion um so we're gonna focus on the two main characters so obviously we've mentioned joe gardner and then 22 so i'll give a a kind of brief summary of who they are just in case we haven't mentioned it enough so (laughs) the film's protagonist is an african-american male he's a middle school band teacher and he's called joe gardner he is also an aspiring jazz musician as he has long dreamed of becoming an on-stage performer performing his music as we've said, he's voiced by Jamie Foxx and is the first African-American protagonist of a Pixar movie. And yeah. he says things like, music is my reason for living and that he was born to play. And he's very confident that music is his purpose in life. So with that being said, what do you think of his character, Casey? I really like Joe. I think Joe's quite relatable. Um, I think... I, I think, like you said, it's I struggle when I watch him. I think he must be so lonely. Like mm. you know, we, we don't see a lot of his past life. Yeah, we see his relationship with his mom. I love his mom. Oh, me too. Yeah, I love his mom. Um, and she's like so down to earth mm. and so honest. Um, and that classic mom back of like, what are you gonna do with your life? Yeah. <laughs> um, but you don't actually see his relationship with a lot of people, mm-hmm. and that's very telling. Mm. Um, he he seems like such a lonely, lonely person, and I think that's so sad um so I'm kind of glad that you know by the end he kind of realizes that people are you know people are important too yes (laughs) you know I think we are because I'm I'm a bit of a Big Bang Theory fan and there's a quote in in Big Bang Theory when they talk about the fact that like you know there's been like a a, a burglary and one Mm. of the guys like is desperate to like stay with someone else in the apartment because he don't want to be on his own and they're like but you hate other people and he's like yes but like humans are social creatures and we can't help it yeah (laughs) I think that is so true that is so true no matter how independent you like to be and how much of your own space you like because we all you know like I'm happy with my own company yeah but that doesn't mean that I don't actually like spending time with other people yeah there's only so long that you can spend time oh, by yeah, yourself definitely um before you start to go a little bit crazy yeah. um so and I think that's where Joe has come from because Joe likes to talk about himself a mm-hmm. lot and Joe doesn't often realize that other people have dreams like when he has a conversation with Curly and the barber yeah. and he talks about like how he wanted to be was it a doctor or a vet or I think it was a vet I think I think it was a vet yeah because yeah. when yeah and he ends up being a barber for mm. whatever reason it's because of how life has taken him there yeah um you know the barber had dreams but Joe's never bothered to ask because Joe's been so obsessed with his dream yeah that he thinks that that's the only thing he can talk about mm-hmm. and 
so I, I do like Joe. I do. I think he is quite a likable character. I think he can be quite selfish at times, which, which is sometimes one of his biggest downfalls is that he can be really selfish yep. and inward looking. Yep. And that's where he starts to realise at the end of the film when he talks to his mum, when he talks to 22, when he's talking to all these other people, um, he realises that actually sometimes it's not all about you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think, I do think that's in the middle of the film where he's insistent that like, when he takes 22 sticker to go to Earth and leaves 22, I was fuming. Yeah, I was absolutely livid. I was like, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> um, that is very selfish. That for me was yeah. like, ah, okay, you are quite selfish. But I think we've all met people or we've all had people in our lives who aren't intentionally mm-hmm. selfish. Yeah, it's not malicious. They don't do it maliciously. Yeah. They're just so focused on goals and focused on themselves. Yeah. And normally it is because they're lonely. Like yeah. It's normally because they haven't made enough effort with other people mm-hmm. that when they do speak to people, they want to just talk about themselves all the time because yeah. they don't have enough people around them to ask through their own fault. Yeah, and they've got an experience of actually talking to people like because they never ask about these other people. So no. they kind of don't even know how to have a conversation that isn't about themselves. No. So yeah, you're right. It's not malicious, but it, there is definitely a sense of like, self-obsessed like selfishness because he is only thinking of himself and that comes from a fixed obsession on one thing that comes from not allowing yourself like don't get me wrong I love Tiana Prince and the Frog yeah but even like you know when her friends asking about like oh come out she's like no because I gotta get money for my restaurant yeah and you can imagine she's like oh all you talk about is that flipping restaurant yeah you can imagine that being annoying you can imagine her never asking questions about her friends definitely Um, and it's great to have goals and dreams but I think he is kind of one of those people who is very self inward inward looking yeah and it's something that I am always very conscious of when I see friends I haven't seen for a while. I have loads I want to tell them. Yeah. But I'm always like, make sure you ask specific questions as well. Yeah. Because actually you don't want to be like a dominating friend. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be someone who like literally makes someone else feel like their life doesn't matter. I just think as well, like you, you never know what someone's really going through. And you no. and I think it's so important to have a proper two-sided relationship with someone. Yeah. Because if it's just so you telling them about you and then never really giving them a chance to tell them about themselves, do you yeah. actually know that person? Well, you don't. No. Because you don't know. Like, to not know what that guy's dreams were after speaking about his dreams so, so many times is crazy. And that's so clever because he's like, oh, th- this guy was born to cut hair. Yeah. And then he's like, actually, that isn't what I no. wanted to do. And that's another prime example of the fact that Joe has a very simplistic look yeah. in life where he's like, mm-hmm. people are born to do the thing they do. And unfortunately, in life it doesn't always work that no, way. No, no. People have dreams and they can't always achieve them for whatever reason. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that they're miserable. No. Like, people's dreams can change. It doesn't mean that they're miserable yeah. and sad and failures. Yeah. <laughs> it just means that things have changed. Exactly. So, I do like Joe, mm-hmm. but I do think, you know, he is one of the, he is quite a flawed person. Definitely. And I think he definitely has so much to learn in this film, which he does, but it takes a bit of a while. Yeah. Um, and I think he definitely has like more to learn going forward. And the, the, the film ending is very open. Yeah. Like, what will he do? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but that's the exciting thing. It more people, more questions. And yeah. And interest in other people's life, I think. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Even like when, when it's only very brief, but they talk about, is it Lisa? I think in his phone. Oh yeah, like, his like girl. ex-girlfriend potentially or a friend. We just we don't know we don't anything, know. do we? No. Um, but they just kind of like mention like, oh, like you should call Lisa. And he's like, oh no. Yeah. Like, like dismissive straight away. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that idea of like you know, entertaining the idea of anybody else in his life except himself is very challenging for him. Yeah. And like you know, even when he 
there's, there's a moment when 22 is in Joe's body and he basically like comes clean yeah. to the mum about how he feels mm-hmm. um, and Joe kind of like says it as well as the cat it's quite hard to explain yeah. but he's basically honest with his mum for the first time for a long time yeah and I love that because I think actually like what he doesn't he thinks his mum's gonna be angry mm-hmm. and his mum isn't angry yeah his mum is like really she hugs him and it's yeah. like he probably hasn't listened to his mum enough mm-hmm. to understand that his mum just wants the best for him. He's just decided him to be happy. that yeah. she isn't interested in what he wants to do. So yeah. he doesn't speak to her. Like he he probably yeah. should he should probably have better conversations with her, but he's so dismissive of her because he's decided that she doesn't care yeah. that Jazz is what he wants to do. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. How about you? I agree with everything you said. I think I like him, um, but he did come across very selfish quite quickly. Yeah. But again, not maliciously. Obviously, he's just very overambitious. He is very passionate. And obviously, that means he's got a drive and a focus about him. But it means he's also kind of living in his own planet and in his own lane. He also, we say he's driven and he's ambitious, but actually in the film, everything that comes to him, someone mm. else provides. That's true. And he doesn't seem like the, he's like this typical person who wants something in life, but never makes it happen. Yeah, that's true. Like, the whole like the the gig that he gets because a, an old um pupil yeah. calls him for the, the opportunity mm-hmm. it seems that, like everything that happens and he's given is because people do him favors and people call him yeah. he doesn't make a lot of his decisions himself no um he doesn't make a lot of opportunity himself and it's that again classic idea of you can't sit and wait for the world to yeah. come to you you, you have, have to say make things happen action. Yeah, and I think another telling thing about him is back to the barber scene. Honestly, I think that scene was really, really good. I think it revealed a lot about his character. Um, But the thing that struck me the most is when obviously he finds out Curly did want to be a vet. Let's hope it is a vet. I can't remember for sure. I think it is. (laughs) And then he's like, but you know, that didn't work out. And I became a barber. And then straight away, Joe sees that. He perceives that as a failure. And he sees that as, oh, that's a disaster. He didn't get where he wants to be. I don't want to be like this. And he's like, oh, that's sad. But Curly's like, no. I love being a barber he's like I can't imagine doing anything else like this is great this is what I want to do and then Joe's like that's weird like you can tell like the cogs are turning in his head and he's like that's weird like that wasn't what he wanted to do but he's now found something else that's very telling to me because it does show how he thinks it's all or nothing he thinks that if you don't achieve that one thing you failed and you can't possibly have multiple things you want to achieve so I think it just shows that he's quite narrow-minded um and he's literally focused his whole life on this one goal Mm -hmm. and unfortunately that's meant that he's missing out on a lot of things he's letting other things pass him by and he I just think it teaches you when you look at his character that of course you could have as much success as you like strive for but what is it if you don't have anyone to share it with yeah or what is it if you don't have any memories because if all you look back on once you've achieved that success is the memories of just getting there what what was your life like and it's coming back to that whole valuing life and living life to the full and you know he's obviously when he realizes this he's not satisfied because he's like oh like is this it like you can just tell he's kind of like disappointed um so yeah I think I think he comes across like very narrow-minded very self-obsessed but again, not maliciously. And I think he is a nice guy. I just yeah. think he needed to grow and he needed a push to yeah. make himself grow. Because he like, needed to widen his his like 
vision of yeah. life. I don't know. Because like he is he is inspiring. You, when you see him with his um with the band, the class, yeah. when he really gets into playing on the piano, they are like completely like taken in by yeah. it and they're like, wow, like they're absorbed by it. And so you can tell he is inspiring, but you're right, like he doesn't really do enough himself to achieve no. what this over ambitious goal that he's got. And it is over ambitious because like you say, he's not actually helping himself get no. um so yeah I think I think he's just not got the relationships that he would have he would have enjoyed life more if he'd have had those relationships yeah, alongside him achieving those goals yeah I agree yes right well then we have 22 yeah um and she is the deuterogonist i found this word out yesterday Ooh. and it means the secondary character to the protagonist oh i love that word greek derivative so take note <laughs> if you guys want to use that in anything <laughs> she is a cynical soul literally a soul um yes. called 22 voiced by tina fey uh, i love tina fey so yeah and before meeting joe she spent the whole of her life as a soul in the great before and basically had no interest in progressing to a land of living so earth she doesn't believe she has a purpose for living on earth and says things like don't worry you can't crush a soul here that's what life on earth is for very, <laughs> I, very love, I love that though that that got me um and she's named 22 as we've said because she's literally the 22nd soul to ever have existed and this name just basically shows how long she's been there because we know there's been hundreds of billions of souls yeah. in the great before so quite a different character um to joe already what did you make of her I think it's ironic because even though she isn't a human and Joe is a human, yeah. I think she's a lot more relatable than Joe. Definitely. I 100% <laughs> um, agree with that. I think she has, you know, this idea. She's quite cocky. She's quite sassy. Mm -hmm. She's quite like blunt and she's very funny. Yeah. But all of that is hiding a lot of insecurity, a mm. lot of unsureness. You know, even when people kind of get to where they want to be, people quite often like, how, like, do I deserve to have this job? Do I deserve this person? Mm -hmm. Do I deserve this opportunity? And I feel like she's constantly doing that to herself. Yeah. Um, and she puts barriers in the way for herself all the time. Um, and she asks Joe a lot of questions. Mm. She asks him when they kind of walk through, like, is it like the gallery of his life or whatever yeah. it is? Um, and, you know, she's like, oh, so talk about this, talk about this. And I think she is interested, even though potentially isn't, she's interested in other people's lives. Yeah. <laughs> um, she makes a lot of connections, even though she doesn't realise that she does. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I really like her. I think she's, you know she's so relatable in this idea that you know it's okay to not know what you want to yeah. do mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's okay to kind of not sure what you're supposed to be doing just like taking each day as it comes yeah. um and sometimes you need someone else to give you that little bit of a push mm -hmm. you need someone else to um you know have a bit of faith in you like joe has faith in her you know towards yeah. the end because she goes on about how all these mentors have brought her down and brought her down and brought her down yeah and sometimes you just need like a positive person and again it's that idea of relationships a positive relationship in your life mm. to make you realize that you're capable of doing this yeah um so i think that's where i really i just i, I love her mm. i think she's also adorable to look at yeah me too <laughs> uh, and she's she is really selfless like initially mm. she has, it has a selfish moment obviously yeah. because joe's being a div oh yeah uh, but like you know when she's sat and she's enjoying pizza and even though she's so scared she does things for Joe yeah. still eventually. She's like, no, I'm not doing that because you know, I'm putting me first. And again, that's okay. Yeah. Like, it's okay to put yourself first if someone... Because he takes advantage of her big oh, time. Oh, massively. 
He uses her. <laughs> yeah, she really does. And there's that point when she goes, no, I'm not I'm not ready to leave. Like, I'm doing what's right for me. And yeah. sometimes that's okay. Yeah. Not all the time. Yes. You know, other people are important as well. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I like that her character teaches us that sometimes it's okay to just like to teach yourself something. It's okay to put yourself first yeah. because you can't... Because what she does is she's trying to deliver for Joe. Mm. and it's actually making her worse mm-hmm. um, I think we're all guilty of having relationships with people where we give and give and give and give yep. so much that it actually takes away from who we are yep. and it starts to damage us and our perception of ourselves yep. um, and damages that relationship so I think she has a lot of complex themes within herself as well definitely um, I love that I think she's great I love the fact that you know she gets her um, she gets her chance <laughs> yeah um, I love and that and she when she realizes that she has a spark when she realizes and the fact that she gets her spark without realizing it is perfect as well because very rarely do we recognize our own successes and our own qualities that make us special it's usually our friends who point that out like it's quite often people are like oh but you're great at this and I'm like oh cool yeah like I didn't know that thanks No, because when you're doing it, you just do it because yep. that's like, you know, it's who you are. If you're playing piano, or if you're a leader or if you're like um, a counsellor or you're a good listener, yep. you just do it because it's who you are. Yep. You know, one of the people notice that and tell you yeah. that you realise what your skills are. And she has that then in Joe. Yeah. Um, so I think she she's just a great example of how it's OK to be unsure about stuff and how important it is to have like a good support network yeah. um, and to have people around you that will support you and like I say the importance of knowing that it's okay to put yourself first sometimes that is okay yeah <laughs> yeah how about you I, completely... I have a feeling you quite like her I completely <laughs> agree with everything you said yeah I love her um she was my favorite character in the whole film I mean I know that's not that hard I suppose but I felt like you said I, I can relate to her the most out of definitely out of Joe and her and I think in the beginning she's like a prime example of like the human negative bias where we find it a lot easier to find the negatives in ourselves than it is to find the positives in ourselves and what we're good at and what we enjoy and I think she shows that it's okay to not know exactly what it is that makes you you and you know you sometimes like you said have to rely on other people to tell you that information Um, and I like the fact that she doesn't know what her purpose is because yeah. for people that are watching that in the audience that don't actually know what their purpose is in life, not that you have to as well. This is the other thing. No. She showcases you don't have to have a purpose because her spark, like she just gets it from living on earth and enjoying like the smaller things and like, like engaging with people. It's not like she's found this one thing like music or like cooking or baking or anything like that yeah. she just has this spark from literally like existing but existing from enjoying life. yeah existing <laughs> in a way where she's valuing every moment of it rather than just yeah. you know spending every moment doing the same thing to get to a specific goal yeah and I like that because I think that's a really nice message because I think you know growing up um and especially with social media I think you just feel like sometimes like you should know what you want to do you have people constantly yeah. asking you like oh so what are you going to do like what is it you like doing and what are you passionate about and it's really hard sometimes to actually tell someone that because th- yeah. those things change as well and you just don't know like I feel like I'm an example of this because I have a lot of things that I enjoy doing and things that I am good at, but I, I still don't even know right now what it is that I want to do with my life. And I think a lot of the time people put a time frame on you as well. And they think, oh, well, you know, like I'm nearly 25 in a couple of months. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, well, you probably should I struggle start. with that. Yeah, like you probably should start like getting moving on with, with your career and stuff. And it's like, I kind of see it in a way where like everything you do 
it is going to help towards something yeah so I think it's about like not putting too much pressure on yourself to achieve something and I think that's why I like 22 so much is because yeah yes she is over cynical about life but I think we've all been there at some point yeah and I think you know life on earth can be quite sometimes cynical anyway challenging so completely fair uh, it can be a disappointing planet at times to be honest mm-hmm. um but I like the fact that her purpose in life isn't this like crazy like you know celebrated like role I like yeah. that it's so simplistic because I think there's gonna be so many other people that still don't know what they want to do or thought they wanted to do something tried it didn't work out and they're probably quite deflated by that um and I think there's like people have this kind of tunnel vision of life where it's like this stage you get this career this stage you get married this stage you have kids um and I think this film kind of highlights the fact that life just doesn't work like that and there is no there is no right way to live um and there's nothing wrong of course with having those goals that's absolutely fine but like don't let that define your life and if something goes off track don't let that ruin your life like don't let a plan ruin your life because sometimes spontaneous things in life are the best things um even for even for someone like me who loves to plan and organize everything (laughs) and I've got a lot better at not doing that now um spontaneous memories are the memories I enjoy the most because they just come out of nowhere so yeah so I love her because she kind of shows you that you're enough as you are like you don't have to try and be more than you are you're not measured by success that's so true because the whole way through people are trying to like force her to like yeah they're like oh you tell us what you enjoy tell us which thing like is going to make you special and actually I love that that's such a good point being you is enough yeah (laughs) I think that was the main thing I took from this because I as everyone does at points like I struggle sometimes like with self-doubt and things where you're kind of like it's, it's hard it's a whole comparison thing again but like you kind of yeah. think like, oh am I where I want to be or like should I be in a better place like have I done enough yeah. am I doing enough am I enough all these yeah. questions which you you're going to have in your head every so often um and I think she kind of answered those questions for me as a character because she was like you're, you're doing fine like don't yeah. worry yeah and this idea that you know just because other people want you to to like something in particular mm-hmm. or to achieve something yeah I think you're so right that being you is enough and that you don't have to prove yourself yeah, to anybody exactly. else it's, your it's only when she proves it to her that she that gets she's her satisfied. Spark. exactly and that's the other point I was going to make is that this is your life so whilst you shouldn't be selfish like Joe I mean obviously he wasn't malicious but you shouldn't no. have that kind of thing in your life where all you're focusing on is yourself but at the same yeah. time don't let yourself focus on other people too much and miss out no. on your own life because that yeah. would be the biggest regret of my life is if I was getting to the point where you know I was nearly at the end of my life and I was thinking like am I actually happy with what I did did I do enough things for me or did I do it all yeah. for other people and to satisfy other people to please other people but that's one of the taglines for the soul marketing stuff it's like what would you want to be known for yeah. on earth mm-hmm. like what is it you want people to remember you for and I think it's quite a morbid way to think yeah, but it's the but... idea of like how do you want people to see and talk about you like yeah. and, and I'm, I'm not saying that in like a, how do you want people to value you no. it's more like how do you want other people to kind of like what do you want people to say about you like yeah. how do you want people to view you yeah. and enjoy your company mm-hmm. um which is different to impressing other people yeah. it's a different thing yeah yeah yes definitely so I think she's a great character and I think maybe this is where she's a best character for kids 
Um, mm-hmm. cause that's a really nice message to instill in kids at a, an early age as well. Um, I think yeah. when I was younger, there were positive films with that sort of message in them, but not quite as much. So I would have liked not to like have seen this, this no. earlier on, even though it is very complex and deep, but yeah. Yeah, I think one thing they could have done is they could have pushed that a bit more. I think yeah. because I think we know that because we've we're like in our twenties, we have we kind of lived through those. Yeah. I feel like for kids watching that, although they're like loves, I've seen kids with like the, the plushies yeah. already. Yeah. But I think they could have pushed that a little bit more. Yeah. I think in the terminology, because they talk about a spark and stuff. Yeah. But like, I think they could have maybe pushed that with some more examples, and because at that bit towards the end, when we realised that like you know, twenty two has got her spark, she's got mm. her Earth pass. Mm. Feel like that bit they maybe could have been a bit more explicit around like yeah. why it's okay to just be you yeah like, they could have been a bit more more terminology to yeah I agree I agree just more words because I think you know a inferred. lot of it is implied in this yep. film yeah definitely yeah yes okay that's good I think we're on the same page with the characters yeah. <laughs> okay so then obviously there's loads of other characters that we haven't mentioned yet and mm. a lot of strong characters and great ones yeah so which ones stood out to you that we haven't mentioned yet I love Jerry. All the Jerry's. <laughs> Me too. So like Jerry is like the name of the people, the the people who are in charge, if you like, yeah. of the great before. I think I just loved it because the main Jerry is voiced by if anyone has seen Queen of the South on Netflix, it's voiced by the, the main character in that. And the whole way through I was like, is that her? Yeah. And it was. Yeah. Um because she's Mexican. Mm-hmm. Um, so she got like like a Mexican accent, and I just I love it the way she said Jerry was so cool, and um, I love those whole vibes because they just are so chill. They're so like not bothered yep. about things. They're like, oh well, we'll sort it. It's fine. And <laughs> um, I loved how laid back they were. I obviously, as I said, I loved um, Joe's mom. I thought Joe's mom was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Dorothea Williams was an interesting one. So she's the yeah. musician, isn't she? Yeah. Like you don't get to see a lot of her. No. Very powerful, like black woman yep. presence in the film, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, successful black woman as well, yep. independent. I love, I just, I love those vibes. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the fact that she's so blunt and honest, and she's like, "Joe, what do you want?" Like, I, yeah. I love that. Um, that she'll challenge people. So I think it's great. Like, obviously, you've got Twenty Two and Joe are the main people in the film, obviously. Mm-hmm. But there is, a, it's a great supporting list of characters as well. Yeah, they're all interesting. Yeah, I think they're all there to serve a purpose as well. So whether that's with like Joe's life yeah. or to showcase something missing from Joe's life or yeah. to help on this new journey, I like that. Like, they're not just put in there for comedic effect. And they all have, you can tell they all have like their own backstories. Yeah. Even if you don't get it all, we know that like they all have a reason for being where they are. It's not like they're like one dimensional Exactly. Characters. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Is there any that used to stand um, out for you? I love Moonwind. So Moonwind yeah. is voiced by Graham Norton uh, I know. as well, which really shocked me when I heard the voice. I was like, is that really Graham Norton? The cast in this is insane. Like, is. I can't remember who it was. Is it the mum? Well, there's someone in it who is voiced by the same by the, the, the uh, by black panther's mom basically. yeah yeah the cast, cast when you really look at it like it's it's insane it's so really good. really good um and i think you're right like there's loads of strong uh female characters in it as well because you've yeah. got dorothea williams but you've also got joe's mom you've got the two women that also work in joe's mom's um shop yeah. you can tell they're full of like sass and spirit yeah um and i love that <laughs> there's no kind of passive like female characters like no we're not about that here. Um, and we don't see a married woman. Mm, that is... I don't no. think. At least it's not at all implied if there is. So... 
like we don't see someone like with they're all independent yeah, they all work they, are. Yeah. they all have their own screen time and yeah. so that's again quite novel <laughs> yeah it is yeah i think i think the representation in this film is excellent and i know yeah. from reading uh, a few like articles and things that um the researchers uh, were also african-american so like they poured yeah. a lot of their experience it in makes such a difference culture yeah when the people working on the film are from that culture and yeah. background like a shout from the rooftop so you can't like you can't project it onto something you no. have to get the people involved oh, what's the point yeah what's the point not... of putting all of these um marginalized people on screen yeah all the people be... that was the problem with mulan wasn't it mulan was great yeah most of the creative team behind Mulan were still white. Yeah, like, so you so, question, of yeah. course, the authenticity of it. It's also like, what's the point? Because a film, if a film's going to be diverse on the forefront, yeah. then the whole then you should be backing up those values yeah. in your creative team. And Pixar did this consistent. And this is where yeah. it's great because Kemp Powers, he's the co-director alongside Pete Doctor, and mm. he is a black man, so he has got I was wondering this that, experience actually. as well, which he poured into it, which obviously Pete would never have. He doesn't have no. any of that to add to it. So it's great because they've obviously brought all these people together from different cultures yeah. and they've had such a input on it. And I love that because like you say, like I just don't think it's authentic if the people that are creating it are not the same people you're trying to project. And it's just not the point. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it, you know, obviously authentic from our point of view is great from the viewer's point of yeah. view. But from a moral and a, mm-hmm. a, a purpose point of view, yeah. what's the point of putting all this effort into creating an in, in, like, indirect commerce diverse yeah, film when it's... if you're not going to put that in? You're teaching everyone else that they, they, should, they should embrace diversity and yet your creative team isn't. isn't so yeah. I, know that was a, I didn't realise that about Mulan until someone had told me about mm. it on their Instagram story. Mm. And I was like, it's great because Mulan did a lot more research on Chinese culture yeah. and history. And that there was definitely like some elements of like the designers that came from mm-hmm. the Chinese culture, but the majority of the creative team were white yeah. Americans. Yeah. Um, and that just means that, you know, what's the point? What's the point of putting all that effort in to create a diverse film if you won't practice what you preach? Yeah. And <laughs> it just shines through in this film that yeah. that research has been done. Yeah. Um, and it, just, it allows us to appreciate from obviously an outsider's perspective, yeah. you know, what the culture's about. And I, I love it. I think yeah. I think they did a really good job with it. I know no, no one's ever going to be 100% successful in representing different cultures because there's always going to be something. But I think mm. they did a very good job with it. But that's true for any culture, yeah. to be fair. Like, you know, there's quite often times when, like, you know, I watch when you get like a great representation of women yeah but then you're still watching you're still a bit like oh fuck. like but it's the fact that no one's gonna everyone's different yeah. so what your perception of your culture or someone else's culture is mm-hmm. will still be different yeah. um exactly but yeah i think you're great i think the little details in this show the difference yeah. i think so yeah i agree yeah please stand clear of the doors por favor manténganse alejado de las puertas and that brings us to the end of that segment so disney fun fact number four of this episode is in an initial draft of the story 22 was actually the main character instead of joe 22 had a strong dislike for earth and the film took place entirely in the soul world joe was created to help show her why earth is worth living in that makes sense to be fair mm-hmm. while they switched it because obviously we've chatted before about things like onward yeah where people haven't connected as well with 
purely fictitious worlds mm-hmm. um with pixar people prefer the people part yeah <laughs> um, so i think it was a, a good move i'd have loved Definitely. to have seen that but yeah, i think same. it's a, a strong move mm-hmm. from pixar to make people actually em- embrace the film yeah. and engage with it i yeah, agree definitely. and then that brings us to our final segment and um, our general opinion so rosie really briefly for our <laughs> listeners what do you think of the film overall and what's your rating out of 10 um so we've established i'm not very good at brief but i'll try um okay i love the film i actually messaged katie like after i've just watched it saying that it's a new favorite for me so i can't (laughs) lie about that um it's actually in my top three so i've got inside out coco and now soul so i can't pretend that i didn't love it um i i love things that are about emotions and kind of acknowledge just a sense of being a sense of well-being um things like that because i think so often you can forget about what it means to to live and what it means to be yourself and you know that you you shouldn't be kind of giving into all these pressures from other people like just do you but also don't do you in in the sense where it's too much like Joe (laughs) yeah you have to find a balance in life and I think this film really really homes that message in about you can have a goal but don't just make that goal the only thing you have in life because you're going to have regrets. You're going to miss out on other things. And also don't knock other things just because you think that one thing is the only thing you can do. You can experiment and try loads of different things because you won't know until you try what you really enjoy. So I think it's got a nice balance of kind of, you know, discovering who you are and, but also saying like, don't limit yourself, but also just don't focus on, one thing too much where you kind of realize that actually I've missed out on a lot of the things in life that you could have had so yeah I loved it um I'll be watching it again soon I nearly watched it again (laughs) yesterday and I'm excited to watch it again I'm also going to probably purchase the art because one thing we haven't mentioned enough actually I'll briefly mention it the animation is impeccable and the soundtrack with the jazz music is also fabulous um, and I think what that says to me is how great the film is overall. The fact that we've not even mentioned like everything in yeah. depth because you just can't possibly cover it. Um, but yeah, the animation, I don't know if the you... The animation stuck out to me Definitely. so much as well. Like when I was watching it, I was like, it's it's beautiful. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen this or if anyone's seen this that's listening. Um, someone on Twitter posted this thing where they had like four different pictures, images um, of the film in different moments. And they all had different lighting so it was showing like oh, different wow. lightings different times of the day that's really cool and it really looks like it's just like a photo like yeah you know like so I think the standard of, an, of animation for Pixar is just growing and growing and growing which I yeah. love um how would I raise it out of 10 I'm I will give it a 9.5 and I know that's it's high <laughs> um and I know a lot of people probably won't agree with that um but that's my opinion and I, I was wondering whether this would knock it down, but it hasn't. Like this, yeah. I, it's just reignited my love for this film. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's quite a high score. Um, but I, that's okay. Though. Yeah, like I'll stand by Compared it. Compared to our twos, yeah, you know. I think we need a bit, <laughs> a bit of a boost. So yeah, I, I'll give it a nine point five. Um, make a note of that before we forget. Yes, make notes. Yeah. You see, <laughs> we hold so ourselves we to these things. We do. Yeah, even though sometimes they're really low, and I feel a bit ashamed. <laughs> of some of my scores but yeah so how about you what did you think how would you rate it out of 10 so I think that the film I mean I love it I think I made it quite clear yeah. that I really enjoy it yeah. I think you know it's um the only thing I think I would say from my point of view mm. from like what I said about what I enjoy about films is that um the storyline is very like it is very abstract so the yeah. actual like plot line 
for me, like I think I said to you when mm-hmm. I, I watched, the only moment that I had was when basically like Joe and 22 fall back into his body. Yeah. And it's like you move from the soul world back into the earth world for like another leg of the plot. Yeah. And I was just a bit like, oh, like I've just got used yeah, to the soul yeah. world. Like what is happening? Yep. Um, so I think at times it can be like a little bit, like only momentarily yep. is it a little bit like, oh, here we go again. Yeah. Um, but you get over that quite quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the only thing I think in the film where I was a bit like, mm. like it felt like sometimes like, the, the plot points were kind of jumped quite yeah. quickly between mm-hmm. because it was all very abstract and thoughtful in the middle, which is great. But I think from a story point of view, that was something that kind of led down a little, just a little bit yeah, for me. Yeah, a little bit jarring. Um, yeah. Just a little bit. I think like the whole, and, and the, the time frame, I wasn't entirely convinced. It meant to be over like one day, yeah. if that. Yeah. And I was like, mm. <laughs> Yeah. I'm entirely convinced by that one. Um, but I mean, I just I, I, like you, I love the fact that it focuses on <sighs> enjoying it. And I think for this year, it's important that we've kind of had that because, yeah, you know, we I all agree. had plans for 2020. We all had like, you know, travel plans mm-hmm. or things that we thought we'd all be doing. And, you know, sometimes you think that you need to have a big event to have fun, yeah. to make connections, but you don't. I mean, obviously they helped and get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, the idea that, you know, valuing the little things is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's definitely something that the film re- reinforces yeah. of, about this year is that you know you, you don't know what's around the corner no one knew there was a big pandemic on the way nope. <laughs> um, Can't plan no for one that. did all of our lives really be, to be tipped upside down in terms of like our plans and what we can and can't do yeah. so you know take advantage of the time that you have now because literally like tomorrow could be a completely different yeah. day which literally happened to me yesterday like yeah. for example I had like it sounds silly but like I had a meal booked I had two meals booked for today out mm-hmm. um, and then our government changed the rules so that today I can do none of that yeah. <laughs> but in, and in the past I'd have probably just like cancelled and moved it forwards but me and my friend then still met up and we went for a walk yeah. instead what was important wasn't the food wasn't the money it was the fact that we were seeing each yeah. other and hearing about each other's lives yeah. so I would probably give it an 8.5 mm-hmm. out of 10. That's fair. Um, which is still, I think it's still quite high. Oh, yeah. That's the fine. reason, like I say, I've kind of marked it down a little bit is because I am a very story person. Yep. I'm a very character person. That's and fair. I think because Joe isn't, and I think I'm thinking about Brave, my novel one picks off I'm like, is it quite brave? Not yeah, quite. That's fair. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think for me, I think I love it. I think it's one that I definitely watch again. Mm. I just think from a story perspective, it maybe wasn't as strong. They focused a lot on messaging and themes yeah. as opposed to the plot, which is fine. Um, but I think for me, that would maybe just bring it down just a little Yeah. Just a little bit based on your personal um, preference I, I agree yeah like that's all about me is my preference because I remember I was chatting to one of my friends else who listens because she's not as, as big a fan of Brave as I am um, and she was like what but then like we kind of chatted and I'm quite like character focused and yeah. like I'm quite like whereas it, 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 Brave isn't like a crazy dramatic plot either like there's, no. there is obviously a plot but it's not like crazy dramatic no. it's very simple it's easy to follow What's and Elspeth on? was like, because I am like more character focused, yeah. she was like, that makes sense to yeah. you, like for you to like that film more than she might. Yeah. Um, because she's very like story focused, I mm-hmm. think, and kind of like, yeah. Um, so people have it's my personal preference. Yeah. In terms of what I enjoy in a film, and it makes sense, um, like, because I enjoy everything about emotions and like mental health and yeah. like well-being. So for this film to have a lot of those messages in it, that exactly. is why it's high. It's not a ten. Um, I don't really believe in like perfection unless it's absolute perfection to me. <laughs> um, but it's not a 10 because there are a few few things. I think the fact that maybe children won't like it as much as adults is, yeah. is a bit of a, like not an issue, but it means it, it can't physically be perfect. Yeah. Um, and you're right, like the story isn't as easy to follow and the time frame you're not sure exactly where you mm. are. Um, but yeah, it's it's close to a 10 just because it's it's got 
everything I love in a film about yeah. it. And animated films are my favourite genre of films. Well, exactly. So, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah. And then, in comparison to other Pixar films... Yes. You've already said that, obviously, Brave is your favourite. And I've said oh. that Inside Out is probably my favourite. Yeah, because we, we kind of covered this a little bit before when I was saying about like the, the different types of Pixar films. It, it falls more in that kind of like self-expression, learning about yourself yeah. kind of like vibe as opposed to like your adventure style because it's not really an adventure yeah. on this one at all, really. Yeah. Um, it is very like thought-provoking. Mm-hmm. It's very like discovery instead of like about yourself. Yeah. Um, so I think it's hard to compare it to other Pixar films because like, it's so different. Exactly. I've seen lots of comparisons to Coco mm. because of the fact that it deals with like difficult like death. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's very similar to Coco at no. all. I think it's very different. Again, Coco still has that adventure element. It has a lot of focus on family and yeah. relationships, which this one does, but in a very very different way. I do think yeah. they're very similar. I think the animation is very different that's as well. The, the setting is very different. Uh, yeah, I think that's also there's obviously a lot more music mm-hmm. like um like actual songs with vocals in Coco yeah so I think probably what it's maybe most similar to is maybe up mm. um because you've got the idea of like you know existential thinking like what happens beyond death yeah like the fact that Carl in up has spent his whole life planning for something that he then can't do yeah. because of and then Ellie's gone so actually the fact that Carl doesn't enjoy his journey at all mm. in up mm-hmm would he have enjoyed it if Ellie was there? Yes. Yeah. And it's that idea again, like he works and works and works towards that goal, but only when he realises that he's got someone else to share it with. Yeah. Is it actually become it? enjoyable? Yeah. But I think it's quite similar to Up. It's obviously quite similar to Inside Out because of the whole idea about like your emotions and yeah. like that idea of like things beyond your control. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, other than that, I think it's quite tricky to compare it to Pixar films in general because it is quite different. Yeah, I think the one thing I'd say is you can tell that their animation has um, like grown in terms of oh my god, yeah, how well it's it's done. Like um, it's so abstract. Yeah. Like when Jerry pops up out of the ground and then back into like one dimensional lines is crazy. It, yeah, you can tell they're just progressing, which is great and very exciting. Because they experimented with that a little bit in Inside Out when you look at like you know when they go into that um like generator thing and they turn yeah, into like like abstract shapes. Two D and yeah. yeah, they seem to prep for that a little bit yeah. in Inside Out because obviously in this like when Joe's falling into the dimensions, it's, he goes through loads of different art mm-hmm. forms. We have like the like Jerry's are all like like flat things, yeah. whereas like everyone else is three D. So I think we had that intro to mm. it in Inside Out, but Soul goes like much further. So yeah. I wonder how much more that'll be used in the future. Be quite yeah. interesting. It'll be very exciting to find out. I mean, I'm always excited for a new Pixar film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciated a new original Pixar film as well. I have to say. Yeah, that's true. Always welcome. So yes. yes, and that's the episode. So thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed our review of Soul, and that this encourages you to go and watch it if you haven't already on Disney Plus, or maybe rewatch it to see if you can see mm-hmm. the things that we saw, or maybe disagree with what we've said. Um, <laughs> and if you've enjoyed our episode today, then please subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or follow us on Podbean. And if you've been listening for a while, we'd really appreciate you leaving us a review. And thankful, uh, thank you to all of the wonderful listeners who've already done this. It really helps us yeah. um, in terms of like the algorithm and how we we come up um yeah. so yeah it helps other people find and it just makes sort of smile yeah as well, exactly so. <laughs> it's, it's positive in every way um and yeah and if you've got any other disney loving friends make sure to pass us on to them 
um because we love yes. we love to grow the family <laughs> we do <laughs> don't forget to follow along with our instagram uh, in the new year as well mm-hmm. we've done our 12 days of christmas stuff but you can go and catch up on in there and um, there should be a highlight and there should be posts as well and um, so definitely go have a little look for that photo challenge um, and we'll probably be doing more because we really enjoy yeah, them um, coming up next time i'm very excited for this one yeah we'll be doing something a little bit different and um, we'll be discussing disney's upcoming project announcements so you may have seen a few weeks ago that disney have announced a plethora of so brand new um, options um, across cinema across disney plus across just everywhere and mm-hmm. um, so we're going to kind of be taking those breaking them down a little bit and um, kind of exploring what's coming out when what we can expect where and giving our thoughts on our favorite ones what we're most excited for yeah. so that'll be quite nice and we'll probably drop in some stuff like this postponed films for next year yeah so it'll be like a nice intro to the to the, the next like year or two at disney yeah um, and hopefully you'll enjoy that it'll be a little bit different i think um and it, as always you can contact us via our email address hopefully i'll get it right today <laughs> so <laughs> a spring on disney podcast at gmail.com yeah. um if you want we've had some people kind of requesting us to guest on their podcast mm-hmm. if you want to guest on ours if you want us on yours if you want to advertise your podcast drop us an email um, and we would love to hear from you we have been a sprinkler of disney have a magical rest of your day